Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! Welcome and Happy New Year to you. It is 2024. Whoo! And that is, you know, a thing that I, in the past, you know, would have been imagining. So weird and difficult to say. It's even weird and difficult to say now, but hey, uh, it's 2024. We made it through another year. Um, and we are all here together. Uh, and who is us? Well, it's me, Adam Beebe. I'm one of your hosts. And with me, as always, is my uh, oldest, dearest friend, Mr. Barry Johnston, the Smiling Sensei. Hello, Barry. How are you? Good morning, Professor. I am doing great. I am cheersing you with a nice big black uh, cup co- of, of coffee here. And uh, I am still trying to... Uh, to kick the uh, hangover of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, and that's, of course, both uh, uh, physical and uh, metaphorical hangover of 2023. But, hey, you know, we're both we're, we're going to be dealing with the uh, that metaphorical one for a couple of weeks still. But, hey, we'll get past it as we get into the new year. Uh, but we are um, here to talk about more of the weird news stories from last year, 2023. Yeah, we got some good ones, and uh, I think that uh, people will find some uh, humor and also some, maybe some points of like, you know, maybe some doorways that'll open to things that you didn't know were out there in 2023. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, Without uh, further ado, let's get to the news. For everybody who is um, Gen uh, Y or Z, that that's a teletype machine. Back, uh, ask your Gen X friends or your your millennial or not millennials, but your your boomer grandparents or whatever parents. Ask them what that is, um, and and they'll tell you. Uh, you know, in a long rambling story, much like I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right. I'm going to, I'll start off here. We got one okay. from uh, sciencenatures.com and it's flat earther spent $20,000 and accidentally proved that the earth is round. Shocker. <laughs> uh, oh, beautiful. That's a beautiful one to start off That's with. That's great. Yeah. Uh, in a recently released Netflix doc uh, called Behind the Curve, Bob Nodell uses his fancy gyroscope and ends up proving that the Earth is fact, in, is in fact round. Well, fuck fancy that. In the, <laughs> in the doc, Nodell says, what we found is when we turn on the gyroscope, we found that we were picking up a drift, a 15-degree-per-hour drift. Now, obviously, 
we were taken aback. Wow, that's kind of a problem. We obviously were not willing to accept that, and so we started looking at easy ways to disprove it was actually registering the motion of the earth. Uh, he used 20 grand worth of gear to prove a scientific fact and say, yeah, fuck that. Let's figure something else out. In another scene, Bob says to one of the uh, his flat earth mates, nah, you don't want to blow it. You especially don't want to blow it on camera. <laughs> when you've got $20,000 in this freaking gyro, if we dumped what we found right now, it would be bad. It would be bad. What I suggest is what, what I just told you is confidential. Conf- confidential. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, boy. the earth is round. Uh, I, I, I think I saw part of this documentary. Yeah, uh, I've I watched a few of these flat Earth documentaries, and I remember there was one where they had taken a it was a light on a pole, and they they strung it across like uh, a body of water, and they were like, "There's no way, you know, because because the idea is that if you go far enough, that light should disappear over the roundness of the Earth and the horizon." Yeah. And they actually found that that was true, and the a documentary ends at that point, and they're like, okay, it was obvious that they didn't want to um, justify that, so they were trying to work around it. Right. Um, I sometimes will get on the old TikTok, and I will begrudgingly watch some of these debates with flat earthers. And their 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 reasonings for their findings uh, are always so wacky, and they they're so close minded when it comes to this mm-hmm. stuff that um, it's fascinating to me that people have gone backwards in their thinking yeah. and not uh, stayed up to date. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've seen. A lot of that, where people are kind of uh, rejecting science in various forms. And, you know, science is always furthering. It's always developing. But we do – there are certain things that we know, and one of those, and we've known it for quite a long time, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of years, is that this earth that we are on is a, is a ball, uh, and it is not it is not flat. So – S- sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Sometimes people, uh, I and I can't tell if it's trolling or not. Like I can't. Sometimes I can't tell if they're serious about it. But it's obvious that some of them are very serious about it. Yeah, yeah. Remember the guy that launched himself? He tried to launch himself into space. He ended up dying on that yeah. rocket that he made. Yeah, because he didn't have any kind of engineering. Uh, knowledge, really, uh, or at least not the type that needed to be going that fast and that high. So, uh, you know, sorry that he died, but, you know, that's uh, that's dying on your own sword, I guess. Absolutely. I I don't know. Yeah. That's going out the way he went. Absolutely. That's so, <laughs> going out the way he went. I guess that's a bit uh, the, my first <laughs> o- obvious statement of the year. So. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, hey, I've got one for you. Uh, This was a mystery 
in space. Ooh. Um, and this is from December, uh, and this is from the WBAL TV 11 uh, site. Uh, and, well, it's an article written by uh, Jackie Waddles of CNN. There was a mystery on the International Space Station. Ooh. Yes, that's right. At the center of that mystery was an astronaut named Frank Rubio. Um, and he became the center of this mystery because he lost a tomato. I remember seeing this. <laughs> yeah. So this tomato, okay, so it is a historic tomato. It was a tomato that was grown in space, in the microgravity, zero, almost zero gravity there of space on the space station. Nice. And uh, he he took it out. He was So one of the fellow astronauts was going to be doing a presentation um a public event with some school kids, and he thought it'd be cool to like, oh, hey guys, look at this, the first tomato har- harvested in space. And he thought he put it, he thought he put, he put it in a baggie, and he thought he velcroed it, but again, apparently the velcro uh, didn't stick. And when he came back, it was gone. It had floated off. It had disappeared, and it was gone for eight months. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I imagine yeah. that it had degraded by that time. For but, sure. You know, uh, who knows what happens in space? But it, the problem with that being just not just having a baggie with a tomato in it floating around uh, is that, you know, you're on the space station. You've got billions and billions of dollars worth of super sensitive scientific equipment. Yeah. And then you've got this, you know tomato just floating around and it could who knows where it went and who knows what it could have gotten stuck in yeah. or the damage that as this tomato could have caused yeah fortunately nothing happened um of course you know our flat earther friends would say it didn't it never really happened anyway because right. they're you right. know uh, they're not really in space but of course we know that's not true but yeah so fortunately nothing happened they they found it they wrangled it back in and um you know, it's just uh, it was finally discovered. They razzed him about that pretty hard, I think. Oh, he, I'm sure they did. I'm he, sure they yeah, did. I think he took an ear beating for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder what a uh, tomato in space yeah. looks like. Well, I think it would look probably red. Yeah. Uh, probably round. And, you know. Um, <laughs> like a tomato. Like a tomato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know. But, um, you know, hey, they found it. Everything was fine, and uh, no, no, <laughs> no. There's no problems to the space station. Think about how horrible it would have been if that had caused a catastrophic failure. Yeah. And the space station came down and crash landed on Earth because of a, of a tomato. That would have been amazing. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah, yes. It would have been tragic, but also very amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do to a tomato. Yes. Oh, man. They, you know, uh, freeze dried candy uh, has now become a huge uh, thing, at least around here it has. I don't know if you've seen anybody that does it, but uh, uh, somebody that we know started a business where they take candy and they, uh, they, they, it's basically like a space station food. Mm -hmm. They turn it into, they suck all the moisture out of it. And, uh, 
it is surprisingly yummy stuff, depending on what it is that you you uh, you freeze dry. Uh, one of my favorites is a bit of honey. Uh, Interesting. They pop. They they blow up into this like uh, this like a little ball and uh they're so good man they they're addictive so uh very interesting now i I was like bit of honey but it was just i mean it was worse than toffee on your teeth yeah like this changes it it and it was like this you're losing cavity you're gonna get cavities you're losing uh dental work but yeah this is great because you stick it in your mouth and it just dissolves it's wonderful so uh, I encourage you guys to go out there and find some freeze-dried candy. Uh, okay, I've got one from InsideTheMagic.net from June of 2023. Head found on a classic Disneyland attraction. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, in the weeks before its permanent closure, guests started to notice a bizarre item on one of Disney's most beloved attractions. Over the years... We've seen some truly weird and bizarre stuff at the Disney parks. From guests going crazy in public to stripping in front of others, guest behavior is something you can never really prepare for. However, there are plenty of strange things to spot in the actual park. From Easter eggs to full-on mysteries. We recently reported on a mysterious object being discovered on Splash Mountain at Disneyland. Several guests pointed out that we can't blame you for missing it. At first, we had no idea what it could be, but this object has now been identified as head mold. For for some reason, this item had been resting above guests' Briar Fox lair for around a year before it being noticed. During the final two weeks of Splash Mountain's operation, a mysterious head of mold could be seen behind the lighting of Briar Fox Lair. It was confirmed by a friend of mine that it had been there since May of 2022. And they show pictures of it, and it's kind of weird. Splash Mountain permanently closed at Disneyland back in May. With Walt Disney World's version closing February or uh, forever in January, these are by far some of the most surprising, significant ride closures we've ever seen at Disney parks. Disney decided to shut the doors to Splash Mountain for for good several years ago, revealing that it was working on a new attraction themed around Disney's 2009 animated film, The Princess and the Frog. This new ride called Tiana's Bayou Adventure will take guests on a whole new experience alongside Princess Tiana and her friends, discovering new locations, music, and theming. Lots of guests weren't happy that Splash Mountain would be closing forever. Some even started a petition to save it. These efforts were in vain, of course, and we couldn't be more excited to ride Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So there you go. It's going out with a bang. It wanted to be remembered in some way, and so it gave us uh, mold. Interesting. Very bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of... It, it, it's, it is sad that... I mean, Space Mountain is just hugely yeah. associated with, you know, 
with yep. the, with Disney there in the parks, and it's sad to see them go and have to change them out. Maybe they'll bring it back someday. Yeah, maybe we can have that. So yeah, I think a lot of those those uh, that want to keep these things around is for nostalgia purposes, you know. Yep. But uh, got to move forward. Yep. All right. Speaking of moving forward. Um, in uh, 2023, Empirical Spirits, which is a uh, liquor manufacturer, released an 84-proof clear liquor that actually smells and tastes of Doritos. Oh. <laughs> it's Doritos. It's Doritos liquor, and it's $65 a bottle uh. if you can find it. And yeah, it's uh, eighty-four proof, man. I mean, what flavor? Uh, Doritos flavor, the original, man. Oh, the original. Yeah, the original Doritos flavor. Uh, I mean, you know. Well, it's it's a, it's a corn chip, so there yeah. is uh, there's sugar in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a little bit about the stilling, so I could see where that that would come. I can't I can't imagine what that would taste like. I apparently it tastes. Just like the chip, which is very strange. I don't know if I, I don't think I would want to uh, do Dorito shots. Um, you know, I think it would probably be good in something like a, uh, maybe like a blood, you know, something savory, which yeah. I was never a fan of savory drinks in no, any way. No, no, So no, definitely I don't know, not. man, but that's just, that's a, uh, that's a new one for you. That is, um, wow. Yes. <laughs> That's that's weird. <laughs> that is definitely weird. Uh, I've had some, I've tasted some weird things, but uh, Doritos flavored uh, liquor is not one of them. Um, okay, I've got a story here uh, from AOL.com back from November. And the headline is, scientists say they've finally found remnants of Thea, a ancient planet that collided with Earth to form the moon. Ooh. That's kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, scientists widely agree that the ancient planet likely smashed into Earth as it was forming billions of years ago, spewing debris that coalesced into the moon that decorates our night sky today. The theory called the giant impact hypothesis explains many fundamental features of the moon and Earth, but... One glaring mystery at the center of the hypothesis has endured. Whatever happened to Thea? Direct evidence of its uh, existence has remained elusive. No leftover fragments from the planet have ever been found in the solar system, and many scientists assumed any debris that Thea left behind on Earth was blended in the fiery cauldron of the planet's interior. A new theory, however, suggests that the remnants of the ancient planet remain particularly intact, buried beneath our feet. Molten slabs of Thea could have embedded themselves within the Earth's mantle after impact before solidifying, leaving portions of the ancient planet's material resting above the Earth's core, 1,800 miles below the surface, according to the study published in the journal Nature. Mm. A bold idea. If the theory is correct, it would not only provide additional details to fill out the giant impact hypothesis, but also answer a lingering question for geolo uh, geophysicists. Uh, 
they were already aware that there were two massive distinct blobs that are embedded deep within the earth that the mass the masses called large low velocity provinces or llvps were first detected in the 80s one lies beneath africa another below the pacific ocean these blobs are thousands of kilometers wide and likely more dense with iron compared with the surrounding mantle, making them stand out when measured by seismic waves. Interesting. But, but the origins of the blobs, each of which are larger than the moon, remain a mystery to scientists. But for Dr. Kian Yuan, a Geophys- I probably murdered uh, that name. A hey, it sounded good to me, man. A, a geophysicist and a uh, postdoctoral fellow at the uh, California Institute of Technology in the New Studies uh, lead author, his understanding of the LLVPs forever changed when he added a 2019 uh, seminar at Arizona State University, his alma mater, that outlined the giant impact hypothesis. That's when we learned the new details about Thea and the mysterious projectile that presumably struck the Earth billions of years ago. Mm -hmm. And as a trained geophysicist, he knew that the mysterious blobs hidden in the Earth's mantle Yuan had a eureka moment, he said. Immediately, he began uh, perusing scientific studies, searching to see whether someone else had proposed the LLVPs might be uh, fragments of Thea, but no one had. Initially, Yuan said he only told his advisor about his theory. I was afraid of turning to other people because I was afraid that others would think I looked crazy. Yuan's first proposed his idea in a paper he submitted in 2021. He rejected three times. It was rejected three times. Peer reviewers said it lacked sufficient uh, modeling from the giant impact. Mm -hmm. Then he came across scientists who did just that type of research. The work uh, which assigned a certain uh, size to Thea and speed of the impact in the modeling suggested that the ancient planet's collision likely did not entirely melt the Earth's mantle, allowing the remnants of Thea to cool and and form solid structures instead of blending together in the Earth's stew. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? The moon is, we take for granted that it's just out there and it just is, but it came from something. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Oh, I mean, it wasn't always there, and you know, there'd been long have been theories of the, you know, a comet or a planetoid or something that had hit the Earth, and uh, you know, ricocheted off of it and dug up parts of the Earth as well as parts of whatever it was to informed the Moon. Yep. And now they've got some, you know, they're getting some scientific evidence of. Of that happening, you know, and 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 it's really cool. Uh, it reminds me of how in the uh, in Marvel comics and in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how uh, vibranium in what was found in Wakanda, which was in Africa, and how that it it was a result of a uh, celestial body, um, 
you know, of uh, being well impregnated in the earth, hitting the earth as a as an egg, basically. Right. Um, but uh, but that's not uh, as far as we know. That's not true. Well, but, yeah, 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 sounds like it is. Well, yeah, and you know, uh, again, I I I really I dig that. I because when when all this was formed uh you know they they always, they always say that uh we're living in in a very calm time in in our galaxy when mm. everything's pretty it's already happened and it's pretty chill although we yeah. do get the occasional um you know f- you know foreign object that flies through our our space but um at one time there was a lot of colliding happening and mm. um you know I, I always try to think about how that would have been formed and like uh, you forget that how massive those impact those impacts would be, and yeah. uh, and just having that um, somebody that kind of lays it out like that, it's kind of interesting. And I just don't. I think about the things that we find valuable, uh, you know, that that reside in the earth, like gold and uh, you know nick, you know nickel and uh, whatever. All these all these uh, irons that we. Um, they're finite. Some of them are finite being mm-hmm. that, you know, they were here when we, when the earth was formed, there won't be any more once it's all been mined. That's mind blowing that, that, yeah. that those yeah. things came together. Um, and it's a part of what we can see, uh, from those times when all the collisions were happening. And the moon is another example of that really cool, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving from, uh, uh, heavenly bodies to uh, for, formerly heavy, heavenly bodies. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't. I'm trying to make make a segue, and it's, I stumbled across. But uh, Madonna, who is uh, on tour again, world tour is that 65. Is uh, she's out there hitting the roads, uh, all going all over the world and doing a world tour, and there's this weird. Um, soundbite that's been making the rounds of, of Madonna from a uh, a show in Germany, and um, I'm gonna play it, and then we can discuss. Um, I like fart jokes. So if I count to three, could you all fart on cue? Okay, I count to three. If you can make yourself fart, I want you to do it. Don't shit on anybody, and if you can't do it. Just make a sound, like, no? Okay, so, we'll count to three. You ready? Yes! Are you ready? Yes! Come on, Cologne. I was all serious last night. Nobody understood a word I said, so I'm just getting down to farting. All right? That is the queen of pop. And uh, just to re- to go over what she said again, is she said, I heard you like fart jokes uh, to this to the Cologne, Germany. I guess she thinks Germans are, you know, like fart jokes. That's what she heard. And uh, so she said, if I count to three, do you, can you fart on command? And then she counted three, two, one. And... You know, she, I did. At, at she, least she, she got some response. She got response. That now that was a different video. The one, the the other video I saw of that, uh, that one was recorded by a fan in the seats. The other one was recorded by somebody else. That there, you could 
not really hear any kind of response. <laughs> so it's very bizarre. Oh. Uh, God bless her trying to connect with yeah. the, uh, the 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 audience, the multi generational audiences that she she caters to now. I mean, uh, yeah. that is just so strange. Dude, in, yeah. in, in Germany, sure, okay, we get it. Germany has a reputation of. Um, a different type of humor, a different appreciation for um, bodily function, body, bodily functions, yeah. and and yeah. whatnot. You know, I mean, but uh, just it just just a weird. It's weird. Just coming from you know the queen of pop, coming from Madonna. Yeah, you know, and I mean, maybe it's not as weird as uh, as we, we we give her credit for because you know she's always been on the edge. She's yeah. always been pushing the envelope. Yeah, but that's that's um, that's that's like twelve year old boy humor. Yeah, <laughs> she, even younger. Yeah, you know? I, I think uh, you, you need you need to, to do nothing more than to look up a current picture of Madonna to kind of yeah. maybe understand that she's living in an alternate universe. Um, yeah, it's very strange, man. I don't know. I, you know, do you know? I don't know. Give, <laughs> give, give. <laughs> um, I've never had a really great opinion of her. I, you know, I respect, I respect the game. I respect the, what she's yeah. brought to um, pop culture, I guess. But like, I never found her to be um, very substantive. I, I just, I don't know. But I, I think that she's on a different trip now. I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't keep up with her. And uh, but that, that was at least entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I give her credit. She's, she is a, she's creative. She knows how to change with the times. She's very much like, uh, like David Bowie in that aspect where she changes, she'll change genres and such. Yeah. She works with people who are top in their fields of those particular genres. Yeah. And, you know, and she changed, you know, she's continually evolving and doing things. She, she had that NFT last year where stuff was coming out of her vagina. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so she's still doing art. She's still putting it out there. Um, you know, trying to, you know, still doing things and being controversial, which is something that, uh, she's courted quite well throughout her career. Controversy and Madonna go hand in hand. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, you every, you know, every decade or even less, she's got some new controversy. So I don't think that's going to the, I don't think the fart on Q is going to be one of her biggest controversies, but oh, it was no. certainly <laughs> entertaining for it, us. Absolutely. And it fits into the weird year for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, this is less uh, humorous, I guess, but uh, fascinating nonetheless. Uh, this is from uh, LiveScience.com. Orcas have sunk three boats in Europe and appear to be teaching others to do the same. But why? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, scientists think a traumatized orca initiated the assault on boats after a critical moment of agony and that the behavior is spreading among the population through social learning. Orcas have attacked and sunk three, uh, sunk a third boat off the Iberian coast of Europe. And 
Ex- experts now believe the behavior is being copied by the rest of the population. Three orcas, also known as killer, killer whales, struck the yacht uh, on the night of May 4th in the Strait of Gibraltar off the coast of Spain and pierced the rudder. There were two smaller and one larger orca, Skipper Werner, I'm going to butcher that name, uh, Schaufelsberger, told the German publication yacht uh, that the little one shook the rudder at the back while the big one repeatedly backed up and rammed the ship with full force from the side. He said he saw the smaller orcas imitate the larger one. The two little orcas observed the bigger one's technique with a slight run-up, then two slammed into the boat. Spanish Coast Guards rescued the crew and towed the boat to Barbate, but it sank in the port entrance. Mm. Two days earlier, a pod of six orcas assailed another uh, sailboat navigating the strait. Greg Blackburn, who is the board of the vessel, looked on as the mother orca appeared to teach her calf how to charge into the rudder. It was definitely some form of education, teaching going on. Reports of aggressive encounters with orcas off the Iberian coast began in May 2020 and are becoming more frequent. According to the study published in June of 2022 in the Journal of Marine Mammal Science, Assaults seem to be mainly directed at sailboats and follow a clear pattern with orcas approaching from the stern to strike the rudder and losing interest once they have successfully stopped the boat. The reports of interactions have been continuous since 2020 in places where orcas are found either in Galatia or in the Strait, said the author Alfredo Lopez Fernandez, a biologist at the University of Aveiro, in Portugal, and represented of the group of the Trebeo Orca Atlantica or Atlanta Orca Working Group. Man, whales. I think it was. I huh? think it was more than three. I think since that initial wave, I think there was more than the three yeah. attacks. I think yeah. it was like you know, I don't know how many, but more than usual. Very strange. You know, I whales are fascinating creatures, man. They're mm-hmm. so smart. Uh, you know, not that long ago, they they discovered that they they have a um, a, a language, a communi- a way to communicate through frequencies, mm-hmm. and uh, there have been uh, reports that um, like lost whales, you know, like uh, children have been found by using this system of like frequencies and stuff. It's it's fa- mm-hmm. they're so smart and uh, very interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think the older we get. At least, I feel like this, and I'm sure you, you as well. The older we get, the more we realize that animals are not just dumb animals. You know, there are certainly animals that are dumb. Um, you know, yeah. sheep, seriously stupid, which is why I think in the Bible, um, Jesus refers to all his, his followers as sheep. You know, right? But you know, and of course now people, the new term sheeple, um, right. for people who blindly follow. Yeah. But um, sheep are notoriously dumb. But you know, they're animals are not 
stupid. They're, they're they have their own ways of communicating. Yeah, and you know we're only learning more and more about how animals are. They have emotions. They have certain kind of mental capacities. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see. You know, if you have cats, you can see cats can get jealous. Yep. Um, you know, dogs. Yep. Dogs are. You know, also have in a, a range of you know emotions. Men. They may not be as sophisticated as human emotions, but like, you know, I was gone when I was gone for uh, for the holidays, and I came back to see my cats. You know, they let me know that they were happy to see me yeah. because they were, you know, clinging to me yep. um, for, you know, a couple of days after, you know, straight, just couldn't, wouldn't leave my side, one or the other or both, you know. So, yeah. you know, and, and animals are like that. And the larger the mammal is, you know, animal is the bigger the brain. Whales and, or, and killer whales have big brains. You know, mammals have big brains. Yep. Um, you know, they have the capacity for emotions, for feelings, for for knowing family, for caring about their family and yep. stuff like that. You yep. know, I mean, yep. el- like elephants. It's just you know, we we are again. It's just human arrogance that makes us where we well, we're the top of the food chain. We're the best. We're the whatever. And we're not. We're just another animal and we forget that we are all just animals we're right. just other animals on this planet except that we developed thumbs and we developed um you know ways of, of farming and mass and and you know rather than hunting all the time so that gave us spare time which gave us time to develop uh, you know civilization and complicated language and art yep. and philosophy you know, and philosophy and technology yep. and all of these things that you know we're that uh, you know dogs aren't concerned with <laughs> yeah yeah well you know also nude, you know it's kind of interesting because some of these uh some of these these groups were we're seeing them evolve or mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know there was. Uh, I saw some footage of a uh, of an ape that was using a, a spear to fish, mm-hmm. and um, you know, or you know, they say even dogs, like you know, how they have um, how they've evolved to become, you know, their relationship with human beings has like sort of melded into mm-hmm. uh, to understand human emotion and those things, like. It's it's wild. I went to yeah. uh, the uh, museum in Milwaukee, and they had a, a really cool. Um, it was a uh, uh, um, a display of uh, Egypt um, artifacts, and they had mm-hmm. a couple of mummies in there that were real mummies. And you're look. They've been able to like put together like they have a bust of the gentleman who is who is uh, encased in the uh, and he's mummified in the coffin and so you can look at his face and then look at the coffin and you're just like this this person was mummified like 5000 years ago and you're just like wow we haven't as human beings we haven't evolved yeah past i mean we still look that way uh, that that person lived a completely different life, but like we have evolved into this creature now that is um, 
you know, we, we, we no longer have to go and hunt and, and we, we, you know, we, I mean, my God, we're having a conversation over the internet, which is like mind blowing, Yeah. but we are evolving into this thing that is way different than our ancestors, you know? But the cool thing is that, you know, through science and through all of this technology, we're able to at least take a glimpse into the past and see where we've come and see where we are, are, are maybe going. And uh, when you look at an animal uh, like a whale or a dolphin and you see this like very highly adaptive animal that is able to communicate and um, form ideas and plans. That's mind blowing. It just, Mm -hmm. for me, makes me feel like we're, we are all connected in this way, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, evolved uh, creatures and, and, and beings uh, in the news this year, 2023, uh, Elon Musk challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a fight. That's right. I remember that. He, he challenged him to a fight, and uh, you know, thinking that he was just, you know, Elon Musk thinks he's he thinks he's Iron Man. He thinks he's invincible. That he can't be touched by anybody or anything. You know, so he tries he tries to challenge Zuckerberg, thinking that Zuckerberg, who's you know, creator of Facebook, what kind of got to be a huge big nerd. And everybody knows it, right? But he also has been training apparently for years in MMA. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, he's uh he's a pretty accomplished Brazilian Jiu Jitsu practitioner. I know that. Right. Yeah. So apparently Musk did not know that when he issued his <laughs> you know, his somewhat ballsy uh uh, or you know so his threat, his uh, you know invitation to fight, and of course Zuckerberg apparently was like, yeah, here now anywhere, anytime, let's go, and uh, barely you know uh, uh, Elon found many ways to uh, postpone uh, this fight so that it still has yet to happen. Even his mother was got in on the action, saying that maybe you should have a a battle of wits instead. <laughs> and it's like you know, moms, you know, look. Sometimes it doesn't matter who you are. If you're one of the smartest men in the world, if your ass writes a check that it can't cash, you know, it's got it's got to be bounced. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that that was hilarious. That was a humorous. That was yeah. a humorous story to follow for sure. Yep. I love uh billionaires that just uh they can't they they can't get enough in their normal uh life to uh satisfy them so they've got to step into realms where uh they aren't so uh adapted to. So Yeah, yeah. And that's not just in fighting. I mean, we see all sorts of stuff where people try who are billionaires who try to do things and get into like sports or, you know, driving cars or any kind of activity that, you know, is not their natural. They have no natural necessarily born talent for it and they fail miserably. And of course, uh, us plebeians all love to watch how the rich fail. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. You know, hey, look, you know, it's it's you're not bragging. We're not you know, it's it is it's it's terrible to take uh, uh, to take pleasure in someone else's pain. What is it? Schadenfreude, I think, is the German word for it. Uh, 
Uh, I probably messed that up, um, but uh, there it's it, it's so much that there is an actual word in German to you know use to the take pleasure in someone else's pain, and right. of course, always the have nots always want to want to have the uh, last laugh that have haves or they haves too much that they don't know what that there's no what they don't have uh anything they can do they could they, they got more money than cents right so. right yeah. <laughs> always entertaining yes. always entertaining okay uh unknownboundaries.com uh this is a ufo story video shows ufos busy doing something over fukushima nuclear power plant Ooh. um a video for, uh, of a formation of UFOs hovering and busily moving about over the melting down Fukushima nuclear power plant in Japan in 2011 has captured the imagination of many since the incident occurred. Ufologists claim it shows extraterrestrials allaying the harmful effects of radiation in an attempt to help the nearby helpless human population. While some scientists and skeptics claim it is some sort of natural phenomenon that occurs at sites at, of such incident, uh, nature, natura volcanoes and human-made nuclear bomb test sites or nuclear power plant meltdowns. In truth, more than 12 years have passed since the incident and we have still no definitive answers. What what we do know, on March 11, 2011, a 9.0 magnitude earthquake struck off the coast of Japan, triggering a massive tsunami, which I've seen footage of. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's pretty wild. Um, The tsunami that devastated the northeastern part of the, the country, the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant, located in Fukushima Prefecture, uh, was severely damaged by the tsunami, and three of its reactors uh, suffered meltdowns. The accident was the worst nuclear disaster in, since Chernobyl in 1986. The aftermath of the accident, uh, in the after, a- aftermath of the accident, there were numerous reports of unidentified flying objects being seen over the plant. Some witnesses claim that the UFOs were emitting beams of light that were helping to dissipate the dangerous radioactivity. And there's footage of it, and, and you can go in and you can look at it, and it is really wild. It's very strange. Huh. Um, yeah, these, these, these lights are just acting very in a, uh, an erratic, weird behavior. Um, they are... making formations you can see them emitting something um and they're they're moving really rapidly um you should go to this website and take a look at it again it's it's from uh, unknownboundaries.com and it is uh from november 22nd of this year and i mean it just goes to show you that there are more of these accounts and yep. this is the first time that i'm reading this i never knew that this existed no i didn't either man and that happened you know was like they said 12 13 years ago yeah and we're you know we're getting video and of it now i mean it could have been that it was uh you know they knew about it in japan but like certainly that's the first time yeah we've heard about it and you know you know we're by all means we're not all up on everything 
there's just been so many, sky, but there's so many things and it just continues yeah. to happen and we continue to find out more and more and more. So that's an old and new story uh, for the news. That's wild. Well, you know, El- what else we saw this year, of course, and we discussed this um, uh, in, in older episodes, the, uh, the, the, the balloons, the Chinese spy balloons, right? Right. Uh, how they were, you know, that we saw those flying over to the States and, uh, how we shot them down and, you know, and recovered them. And, you know, I mean, I'm glad that uh, that didn't go much further than that, because that could have been an international affair. But, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, there's these uh, foreign objects that are in, va- in, in, in our airspace, Canadian and our airspaces. And we, you know, you shoot them down because you don't know what it is. And also with the size of like, what's the size of like trailers yeah. Like trailer homes. Yeah. So if they fell, right. you right. know, they could take out, you know, houses and people and kill yep. people. So, you know, very, that was a weird, you know. V- very mysterious. and Very mysterious. They say the calibration, they recalibrate. Cal- I don't know how true this is, but they when they recalibrated the radar system is when we started seeing all these objects. So, yeah. I, I, you know, now there were... There was a story that we had shot one of these things down, and I can't remember where it was, but like shortly afterwards, when they were asked, like, okay, well, did we recover the wreckage? Like, it was like silence. No, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. you wonder, you know, all these stories that have come out with uh, uh, the gentleman that testified in Congress. Um, it just makes you wonder that, you know, we've got yeah. more of this stuff than what people realize. Yeah, but, you know, one of the things with this is we knew for certain that this was of earthly origin because we could tell it was a balloon and it was radar-type equipment. It was stuff for receiving and and transmitting, uh, you know, signals. Um, So, you know, we knew that it was – we didn't know necessarily whose it was, but – we knew basically what it was. We could tell. So that's that's one of the major key differences between the other UAPs. Uh, well, between UAPs and those uh, balloons, those spy balloons, uh, or weather balloons, whatever they want to call them. It's always some kind of balloon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, you know, that also reminded me of another story from last year that was a big one that was hot for a week or two. And that's the woman who was on the freaking out on the plane about yeah. how that guy, he's not real. He's not real. Yes. Um, and, you know, and people were saying that, you know, this guy had like uh, alien or lizard eyes and all this stuff. They were making up all this stuff saying I was on the, the plane and, and, you know, and it turns out none of those people were on the fucking plane at all. And then, of course, who was on the plane was weirder than just about anything else who saw that witnessed that. And that is Carrot Top. Uh, Carrot Top. Yeah. yeah. Beloved comedian, uh, former uh, skinny person now jacked up, weird looking redheaded Hulk. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's weird too, is that she recanted her story and then I saw more footage of her after she deplaned. Okay. Uh-huh. After she deplaned, 
they have her out in the uh, where where uh, where you you know the lobby where you wait for the planes, and she's yeah. fucking losing her shit, dude. And like, yeah. she comes out, and then she's on uh, uh, an interview show that I that I saw, and she's saying that it wasn't tr- true, it wasn't real, that she had. She was blaming it on something else, and it's like something is very weird here. You know, yeah. whether or not she actually saw something, I don't know. But like, well, her cover to it was very weird. Yeah, the story come that came out was that she had blamed this other passenger who apparently was sitting next to her, who she did not know. She blamed him for um, stealing her earbud or buds, and then. Like that's like when she flipped out and started saying, getting making noise and and whatever it was that she did. If it wasn't her witnessing, uh, you know, an extra dimensional being in the form in disguise as a human being riding an airplane. Um, what if it? You know, uh, if it wasn't that, then whatever it was. She completely overreacted in the worst way possible. Yeah, you know, but maybe. It, it, yeah, maybe she had some edibles or something that. Yeah, she, no kid. Med something was. Uh, she lost her shit. You know, something was. Yeah, something was cooking in there. Something yeah. you know, either whether she was she either she was drunk or she was, uh, you know, uh, chemically her altered consciousness of her own, and uh, you know, and maybe that's why she saw the. Uh, reptile or what reptilian uh, on the airplane <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but still yeah just a crazy story and the, just the crazy twist at the end that carrot top was one of the passengers on the plane and yeah. saw it all go down absolutely for it's sure so bizarre so yes. bizarre yes okay i thought that's uh, all i've got the other one there was one more but i the website does not open okay well I've got one last one, and or a t- couple, really. How often uh, do you think about Rome? Um, daily. <laughs> about the Roman Empire. <laughs> I would say, uh, I honestly would say probably a couple of times a year. That's my honest answer. It's. it's I do think about these things, but... You know. uh, yeah, but apparently... Apparently, according to some TikTok uh, video uh, and trend or whatever, apparently men, um, apparently men think about the Roman Empire all the fucking time. Like, uh, like you know, some some men think about it daily. Even, um, I, I I I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the exact numbers, but like uh, I don't know how you would get the exact numbers. But this was a big thing that came out this year um, uh, through TikTok and everything. But like apparently, men think about the Roman Empire, you know, a lot, all the time. I I don't I don't think about the Roman Empire uh, all the time, which is you know uh, you know I I don't think I have to turn in my man card or anything for that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, as my brother would call, you know, my a man car. But like, uh, you know, I, it's just such such a bizarre thing, you know, uh, to 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 think about all the time, you know, to often or have it pop up in your brain 
like at least like once a day or even every other day. Yeah. You know, right. Which has, because I mean, you know, <laughs> the, the Roman Empire hasn't been around for, you know, like, you know, not quite, you know, 2000 years, but for, you know, at least, uh, you know, 12 to uh, uh, 15,000 years. I don't know exactly when it transitioned, uh, but, you know, it, it's not been the same for, for millennia, at least a millennia. Regardless, I, you know, I never pictured myself as a, a senator or a centurion or uh, a general or any a gladiator. Yeah. You know, I don't think of myself or I don't think about these things. And it's just a very bizarre thing that I discovered as well. Uh, that, But uh, apparently most men uh, think about the Roman Empire all the damn time. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh What's interesting is that the, the Aikido group, one of the Aikido groups that I belong to, um, our mascot is, you know, so. Um, okay, so I guess I got one last uh, story here that is, it's kind of a downer, but it's also a very interesting and weird story. Um, Joseph Emerson, who was a Alaskan airline or Air Alaska pilot, um is facing uh, 83 counts of attempted murder. Yeah. Uh, this is the guy who, he's 44. Um, he was on a flight, an Alaska, he's a pilot, and he was on an uh, air flight, uh, uh, and he wasn't flying, but he was riding as a passenger. But he was, a, since he's a pilot, he, I guess he rides up in the cabin. Yeah. And uh, he went. It, something started happening in his brain, and he went and he tried to, um, I guess, shut off the engines or shut off something that you know in the plane uh, because you know he he was having a he he says he was having a nervous breakdown. Um, he hadn't he said he hadn't slept in forty hours. Uh, he had been just um, struggling for months uh, from a depression. Uh, I guess his best friend had died, and so he and some of his other buddies went out camping, and uh, you know, kind of have a uh, you know a celebration of their friend or whatever. And he ate a bunch of mushrooms a couple of days before, and uh, I guess he was just having a psychotic break and also a, a you know a nervous breakdown, and that you know maybe or had been enhanced by the mushrooms or maybe hadn't. But he was flipping out, and he thought that he was. I guess he said he thought he was hallucinating. He thought it was all not real, and that's why he thought you know if he shut it off, then he would wake up. Uh, but fortunately, him attempting to shut it off did not go. It didn't work. He didn't. He got pulled back and arrested, and they took him. Uh, you know, they arrested him when he got down and. Uh, you know, he called. I guess he called his wife and said, "You know, he, he's made a big mistake." And um, you know, unfortunately, you know, pilots have a one of the highest stress jobs in the world. Yeah, we know this. You know, and um, you know, if you do couple that with depression and sleep depravity, you know, forty hours not sleeping. That's, I mean. Even taking everything out, forty hours not sleeping is like being extremely intoxicated. Oh yeah, um, it's not good. It's it's you know it's you get super loopy, you know, 
Uh, even after 24 hours of not sleeping, you get super loopy. But I mean, you're almost two days, no sleep, super loopy, coming off of eating a bunch of mushrooms out oh, in the yeah. forest with your friends. That's a whoo. And, you know, celebrating your dead friend, you know, and, you know, not being able to really get over that death uh, and being super depressed. You know, that's just a cocktail for for trouble. And unfortunately for, for this guy, he just... Uh, it just it just it all came to a head and he was having a breakdown and he thought that it was all a big hallucination and uh he uh he he almost killed 83 people including himself and uh you know damn that's it's sad so you know they're getting him for attempted murder um I, 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 I don't think it should be murder. I mean, I should think I would think that it would be you know like some degree of manslaughter attempted manslaughter yeah Simply because it he was not in his right mind at yeah, the time, right? Um, and he wasn't trying. He wasn't primp like meditated. He didn't meditatively, you know, decide I'm going to kill all these people. Uh, it was, his brain was like, you know, I this. I've got to wake up. This is not reality. I've got to stop it. This is how. I don't know. Uh, it just seems a bit harsh that of murder, but maybe it, I I'm just you know. Yeah, maybe they'll play uh, it, they'll uh, play uh, it down uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Hope so. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just. A, I guess I'm just a lefty liberal, uh, you know, and th- thinking that's a bit harsh, but uh, it is what it is, um, and it's a tra- it, it, it's a thing that fortunately did not become a tragedy. Yeah, but still very yeah. weird indeed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't be trying to don't be trying to fly a plane when you're uh, coming down off mushrooms and have no sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take a day or two. Take yeah. a day or two. Yeah, you know? definitely. Don't fly. Well, yeah, definitely. It's been a weird. <laughs> it's been a weird year, and sure uh, I'm sure 2024 will also bring us a lot of weird stuff. And I'm looking oh, forward yes, to it. Indeed. Yes, indeed. We've got uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. We've got a, a lot of uh, exciting stories. I've got I've got some friends coming on who I've been trying to get a hold, trying to get them to come on and share stories for a while, and they're going to be on. We got tons of new people coming in, sharing their amazing stories. Oh, so much to look forward to, and oh, so much for you to be part of the conversation, be part of the 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 story, be part of Weirdsville, be part of the podcast, and come on and share your stories with us. We love all good stories. Uh, you know, weird doesn't have to be supernatural. It doesn't have to be UFOs. It doesn't have to be Bigfoot. It could be just some unusual thing that's happened to you, this weirdest thing that's ever happened to you. What is the weirdest thing that happened to you? Think about it. Let us know. We want to hear it. Contact us. Go through our website, www.whatsyourweirdstory.com. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, get a hold of us there. Email us, W-Y-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Call our hotline. We haven't talked about the hotline in a while, but hey, it's still there. 513-909-9821. Leave us a message. Uh, You know, just, hey, tell us what, uh, tell us if you had a good New Year's. Tell us if you had a good holiday. Tell us uh that you love us we love hearing that or that you think that we would be good friends um you know and just friends uh, you know hey uh, it's not the first time i've heard that but 
we want to hear from you, Weirdsville. We love you, and uh, you guys are what keep us going and keep the 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 wheels moving and greased. And um, I don't, I'm 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 struggling with a metaphor here, um, but 2024 is going to be another kick-ass year here on the podcast that we can guarantee. Thank you so much for all your love, all your support, all the listenings that you have. Whether you're a first-time listener, welcome to Weirdsville, or you've been with us for all 280-plus episodes, welcome. Thank you. And uh, know that regardless, uh, you're part of Weirdsville, and uh, we love you, and we will see you soon. And until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.